0: Welcome to the Growth Lab podcast, where we talk about finding new clients, winning more contracts, and growing successful cleaning businesses. I'm your host, Matt Harris, and I run the Growth Lab. We partner with cleaning business owners to launch, accelerate, and scale the growth of their business with tried and tested systems and strategies that generate predictable revenue. If you're turning over at least six figures and you want to grow your cleaning business to seven figures plus, click on the link in the description and schedule a call. Now let's dive in. You mentioned training there. Yeah, I know in your consulting practice you work generally with cleaning business of a uh, million dollars plus turnover. Do you often find that they have good training infrastructure in place, or is that something that you need to introduce into their business to? to kind
1: Usually, of I treatments? have to reintroduce it in a structured manner. Usually, there is some form of training, but it's very haphazard. Mm. And kind of the last minute, I'm gonna. She's gonna work with so and so and train with her. Uh, so there's not structure to it. A training program really needs to have several components. Some of them would include a first day orientation. Mm. Simple things like this is how we handle lunch breaks. This is how we handle other breaks. This is where you can put your coat and your hat, or or you'll be wearing it with you if you're going to work from home. These are the procedures and the policies. Something as simple as a couple of hours in the office doing those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. or if you don't have an office, if you're working from home, then the people need to come to your home, your home office, and be trained. On, and do the necessary paperwork for the government and so forth and get that before they are put into the field doing the actual work. Yeah. And yet before, one more step before they go into the field is you have to, adults learn differently from children. So you have to show them what to do. You have to do it in front of them, mm. showing mm. them and having them do it. And then you let them do it on their own. So that they get a feel for what to do. And that's where you make the corrections for things that you see that they maybe didn't grasp. Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure and and many, many training programs teach on wet work versus dry work. Mm -hmm. So they'll teach them how to do bathrooms, restroom, sanitation, disinfecting for commercial, in-home bathrooms for residential, kitchens, kitchenettes, all of the things that would be wet work, floor mopping, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then they move to the dry work. And that would be the dusting, the high dusting, the low dusting, baseboards, um, vacuuming, all the things that would be considered dry. That's just one way some people do it. But you want to make sure that they have a thorough understanding by, by showing, telling, showing, and letting them do it and then correcting whatever you see that's a deficiency in what they're doing.
0: And is the training program is there like ongoing development or is it just a one and done you know once? No, it's, the it's business? usually
1: it's one and done for a new hire to get them started. so that they can get into the field. But the training really has to be ongoing for everyone in the company. Mm -hmm. It really needs to be a monthly or at least every other month. It needs to be very, um, it can be short and sweet. It can be on one topic. It can be, this is, we're going to talk about safety today. We're going to talk about safety when using ladders or safety with pulling out cords from a plug, yeah. a, or whatever it is you want to talk about, it can be short and sweet, 15 minutes. Yeah. That's really all it needs to be as a refresher. Yeah. You can certainly make it longer if you like, but if they get some form of training every month or bimonthly, that's really good. And smaller companies, it's really easier for them to get together more often yeah. because there yeah. aren't as many of them to gather. employees are usually paid for this time it isn't voluntary if they're required to come they really need to get paid for that time and in training Mm -hmm. but it has to be ongoing on a regular basis
2: now expect someone from the moment they start with us within four days they should be up to speed up to quality and and that's really hard going it used to take us a month when we first started to get people oh. to the standard and that's pretty normal in the domestic industry like and even experienced people i'd ex- still expect a good two three weeks so the fact that we can now get there in four days we're going wow
0: yeah how how have you done that i've spoken with Uh, a few business owners and they generally sort of say, you know, two weeks, maybe three in terms of the onboarding process and then going out for a test clean and getting feedback and, you know, making sure that they understand the training program and all that kind of thing. You know, how how have you gone from from a month to four days?
2: So first of all, you have to systemize your entire business. So as I said, we deliver one clean. So my staff don't have to learn loads and loads of different things. They just deliver one clean, no matter what the house is, no matter what the circumstances, they deliver the same thing every lounge is done the same way, every kitchen is the same way, no matter what the customer wants, if they want a variation, go with a different company, which makes it easier because none they're not training five or six different processes. And we do this on deep cleans, well, we don't do deep cleans. So you get a first time clean, and that's it. And then what we realized is that when you're trying to train people, so I think as business owners, We all focus on money, money, money. And when people are training, we're aware that they cost us money. So what happens is we go out into a house and we go, wow, you know, I can't just stand here watching them. I better clean as well. And so you as the trainer are then half watching them or they're (laughs) stood watching you. And can I just say nobody learns by standing there watching you. Mm. It doesn't work and that's what happens on most training at best you do what we used to do you watch a video then you'll watch an expert and then you've got to do it well what i realized quite some time ago is that doesn't work that is what happens in the whole training industry in in the cleaning industry so what we realized is actually by stopping that process and realizing that cleaning on the job is not a good learning environment and shadowing someone not dedicated just to teaching you doesn't work so then we said right we'll bring it back in-house we brought it back into the office I've got a fair size office Mm -hmm. um, and we could do the training in the office and we said all right the first day we will just teach them every skill and they're going to get hands-on and they've got to perform every part of the skill so before we even take them into a house they can do every part of it so that they're not lacking in confidence they're never stood there going I wonder what to do so by the time I put them in a bathroom on day two they know exactly every little part of it they practiced in our office then they've got their laminated sheet with their steps one to Mm fifteen I can't remember how many steps are on it all they're going to do is look at that which means that from my trainer's point of view she's not trying to sit stand in a cramped bathroom with somebody and people learn better and faster
0: training is is a big element of of that, and onboarding a, a new team member is that's a crucial part in the process w- What does that look like in terms of bringing a new team member on sure what what type of training do they go through? Do they need to like hit do they need to be able to clean within a certain time frame? Give me an example of what what yeah. that looks like
3: so we have before they even start they have to complete like twelve hours of online training so I was one of the authors of the professional home cleaning program for ISSA. It's a, okay. it's a home service technician. So they, they have to take that course. That's about an eight-hour course. It covers things like surf- surfaces, chemicals, safety, customer service, a, a whole gamut of things. There's, there's like four or five other authors on that program, but I was one of the authors on that. So we, we put them through that. Then mm-hmm. there's another four hours of kind of specific things that we do before they even show up. We've never even met this person in person. We're still doing all of our interviews over Zoom, so so we're looking for that commitment that they actually complete the the online training. They show up for the first day and they're assigned with a trainer. Our our trainer, our, our we have we have six trainers in an organization of about forty techs. But the trainers, there's there's a lead trainer. We try and set everybody's first week with the lead trainer, and then their second week with somebody else. Yeah, so they're they're going in and learning our processes hands on now. So they've they've seen all of our they've seen all of all of our videos that we've created that are how we do things, our processes, but now those are being applied hands on in the field. So then they're kind uh, of taking our playbook, right? Yeah. And going through that like page by page, like how to call a customer, how to what what the uniform looks like. So so the videos are all broken down, they go out and they're going to be like they're going to do how to do a shower. So they're going to break all that down in a in a playbook like this. Yeah. And go out for about a week and learn all those processes. Okay. Week 2 then they're the first week we're really not measuring the time. We we're assuming that that a that a technician is actually about 50% product productive by the end of week 1 that they're able to make some dent in the jobs that they have. Then week 2 we're kind of starting to kind of on the job they're learning how to be a solo technician. So they're going with another, they're getting assigned another trainer and they're meeting this person now. So they're leaving from their house and they're meeting this person, they're, they're meeting at their jobs and they're going to, they're going to be in charge of checking into the job. And so using the tech to kind of see all the details of the job. And so their, their trainer is basically showing them how to, to, to operate on their own. By the end of week two, we expect that they would be able to hit about 80% productivity. So they would be able to, they would be able to hit the target of if it was a four hour job, we would expect them to be able to hit it in like 3.6 or I'm sorry, 4.4. They would go over, they would go over some by about the third week. Most of them are, most of them are getting into the 90% to hundred percent productivity range. Hmm. So the way we sell, the way we sell is we're assuming productivity for a three to six month employee. So Hmm. Over time we expect our, our technicians to have 110% productivity because those numbers we sold at were based on a baseline of a of a fairly average newer employee three to six months. So sure within a within a month, a lot of them are are really grasping the system.
0: How do you continue that training? Once they've gone through the four-day process, do you have like you know continuous professional development? Is there like a recap? Do you have toolbox? sessions every month or you know every quarter whatever the case may be
2: so we have they meet every morning at nine o'clock to run through what's on their day so you can't see it behind me because i oh looks like I'm in a lounge and <laughs> um, on the wall, and if we need to talk about a specific like toolbox talk so that might go off there's something specific that for that day, or we would have a trend for that week so it 's a series of slides if something new came in they 'd have to sign for it and train on it, but we also have my training manager also has a very robust quality system, so she would go in and we do every cleaner would be expected to be checked on twice minimum twice to three times a month and what we start to do is build up data and once you've got data you can do things about it so if you there's no point in going to a cleaner and saying oh you missed the plug hole and that cleaner go oh oh whoops did I and you go yes you did could you go back and do it and then they're like, oh, you know, why are you always picking on me? And they always say, oh, I was just about to do it. You will have heard every excuse. under the- <laughs> All of the right. So we listen to these. And guess what? They weren't just about to do it. But you can't stand there and argue it when you're in a house. So what we realized when we said, right, we hit them with data. So you sit down and you go, right, on four out of the last 10 jobs, you missed the plug hole. They suddenly go, oh. Right, right. Well, I better do something about it. So then, it's sit down and it's it's building in a structured way of checking and learning. So it's not just constant nitpicking at them that they'll remember for two days. If you sit down and give them the data, they will actually improve and do something about it.
3: The data is all there for them to see in their portal. The scorecard part is also really important as well. So, Made Central sends out scorecards every day to customers. You can turn it off or on, but the the benefit is for residential is is that you might not be going there for three three or four more weeks you need to yeah. know right away if there's a problem if you're going to a commercial place and you kind of mess something up the night before every day is kind of a reset yeah every every day with residential it's a job audition it really i mean it really is like hmm. it's much it's much more tenuous of a relationship so you need to be measuring it every opportunity you get
0: so all of this all of this is managed by the tech so I'm guessing like the the use of the app is is central from a technician's perspective and certainly helps with regards to to management as well right so yeah
3: they're I mean they're very self directed in terms of we'll have dashboards up and they'll we're not having to worry about whether people come into a central place and clock in we'll have a dashboard up in the morning and it'll just Anything that goes red means somebody's late. And then we'll check in. We'll check in with anybody that went red on that dashboard and jobs that are falling behind throughout the day, we'll get notifications and we can communicate with the team, communicate with the customer that we're running behind. But for the most part, a lot of things are happening for them automatically. When they check into a job, things start happening in the background for them. When they check out of a job, it'll send the text message to the next customer saying that they're on the way, they have the ability to adjust that. If they want to take a lunch, a lot of kind of background stuff is happening for them as well. That's, that's kind of managing their day. If they're uploading pictures into the portal for up for upcoming jobs and things like that, it's uploading those into future jobs based on settings that, that the company does it's, but it's really easy for them to self-manage their day. What it also does, though, is it allows them to go into a central place where this is linkable to there. This is our employee resources tab. They have a link here to other resources that they need, but they also have they can see their pay. So Made Central Mm. allows them it's one place that they really need to operate so they can go into it. They can go to their payroll tab and they can see job by job, day by day what they made, especially if you're doing a commission structure system. Your employees have to understand it. They have to understand how they make what they make. And so they can see, all right, I made $32 an hour on this particular job. It was a small job, but I was very efficient. I was very productive in my time there. And for this day, I made $22 an hour. I didn't have much drive time. I didn't take a bunch of breaks because it will show them the clock time versus the job time and the, the spread. And, and the more the more there's a spread there, the, the more likely it is that they could have a lower hourly rate. So they can start to understand that. So they're really a, a different kind of employee than we might have had ten years ago. They're they're all tech savvy. The
0: the training and the um, the staff recruitment and building out the team and, and having them buy into your company is massively nice. important. You know, it's it's a recurring theme that I've come across with um, previous guests that I've spoken to as well, and it's nice. often something that is you know particularly for for smaller businesses. I know as as you sort of grow a business it it kind of becomes a lot more relevant from a leadership perspective as well. But for smaller businesses, that's that's often lost. And if you know if you are a small uh, cleaning business listening to this, and you want to grow, then it's really something that you kind of need to buy into early on, right? Because it, it lays the foundation.
1: Absolutely, and, as you and, experienced, right. And and frankly, there are more small companies than there are large companies. Large companies just contribute more volume, but as far as numbers, companies under a million are much greater than companies over a million. Yeah, for sure. There are many more of them. So there's power in those numbers. Uh, And if they can emulate some of the things that the larger people do, if they can do that early on, their chance of success is greater, you know, rather than stumbling through, find someone to help you um, get on the right track. And once you're on the right track, then you just continue to grow and grow and grow. But If you're stumbling and you make the same mistake over and over and over, then you're just spinning your wheels.
0: Thanks to you guys for listening to the Growth Lab podcast. You can access the show notes and free resources via the link in the episode description. And if you got some value from this podcast, please pay it forward and share it with others across social media or leave a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to because it would really mean the world to me. Hope you enjoy and subscribe and
1: I'll see you in the next episode.